is The Daily Takeaway. Well, it is amazing to welcome to the show the brilliant Tom Allen. Uh, Tom, good to have you on board. It's, it's so great that you're on because I was only watching your DNA journey with Joel Domit the other day. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, family yes. history, uh, and it turns out, just to paraphrase your family history, you traced it back, uh, your family started off kind of in service in a massive stately home in Ireland. And, and That's right. Your cousin is Gloria Hunniford. And my, the big reveal was that my cousin is Gloria Hunniford. <laughs> and I think, you know, a lot of people go on these shows and they end up being related to royalty. And in a way, so am I. Well, I was, I was really intrigued by you saying you've always wanted to be a butler. You were obsessed with being yep, a butler. Yeah, obsessed with it. And I found that a lot of people go like, oh, yes, I've researched my history. And it turns out these sort of pangs I have to do a certain role do relate to what I did before. So, yeah, as a teenager, I was obsessed with the idea of being in service, which I think is <laughs> unusual <laughs> for any teenager wanting to be a butler. But I did watch a lot of Remains of the Day. And um, so, yeah, so it did. It all sort of added up a bit. But like it's it fascinating, though. You know, the kind of, I guess you, you'd be into the stuff like all the different knives and spoons. And, well, and I used to manners. collect, I used to collect etiquette manuals and I used to buy fish forks and fish knives <laughs> as a teenager <laughs> and, and have dinner parties for people. And one, on one occasion invited my teachers round for dinner. I wasn't. Amazing. I wasn't a normal teenager. E- etiquette manuals. I haven't heard that phrase for so long. I can remember as uh, as a child, my mum was a teacher in a in an independent school. Oh, fantastic. and I can remember there was a time at home when um, I think they felt I was going off the rails a little bit, and I can remember being told. You're going to come into the school and uh, borrow the copy of Debrett's. Oh, uh, yes, which is excellent choice. <laughs> I have it myself. The yes. etiquette manual. It was yes. used as a threat to me because I was going so off the rails. Well, quite. And did you ever read it? No. Well, I don't <laughs> like to point see. it out. But no. <laughs> well, I, I, went out, I went out with a girl once who went to a, a, a boarding no. school in oh, Australia. That wasn't the end of the story. No, I just went out with a girl once. Yeah, yeah. Didn't quite like it. <laughs> no, um, I, and she was trained in terms of manners and etiquette. They used really? to make them walk around with books on them. Oh, wow, that is that is old-fashioned, isn't it? So they would glide. Oh, I'd like to have that. You see, my comprehensive school in Bromley didn't teach that sort of thing. <laughs> I can imagine. It was more sort of, um, you know, shout out and um, <laughs> and, and do, work harder and and then go out and play football, which everybody loved except for me. Yep. But I would have loved to have walked... I would love to have tried to play football with a with maybe a, an encyclopedia on my Well, head. you did glide in just before this oh, uh, this so this interview. I, I would love to test you with the books at some point. I think you'd be amazing. I would love. That would be great radio. Um, and great, um, great display of my deportment. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Well, we could test you with your own book, uh, Too Much, which is out today. Here, yes. we, are here we are on book release day. Going to have to go with a little bit of honesty here. Oh. Um, you being here today has got in the way of me finishing the book that I can't wait to finish. Oh. And the extra bit of honesty is, often we'll have a guest, we'll have a quick peruse of what's going on, and oh. then we'll wing an interview. Oh. But I've actually started reading yours. Oh, my. And I do want to finish it. Oh, thank you. That's, that's genuine honesty. This is you growing up. Um... Can he use that review? <laughs> yeah. I started reading it and I think I might want to finish it. <laughs> My goodness. On the poster. Thank you. It's an honest one, though. It is. Um, yeah, I like it. it. It struck chords with me. This is, um, you know, you becoming an adult slash an ode to your dad who you lost last year. Sure. Um, and it's a weird one to say, but I'm, I'm howling with laughter at, at stories of you and your family going through 
uh, in such a painful time afterwards. But laughter can be such a release well, in tough times, can't it? Well, that's what I realised. As a comic, you know, you sort of tread that line between, you know, things that affect people. You want to talk about things that matter to people yeah. um, emotionally. And so that hopefully makes them laugh anyway because they go, oh, yes, I felt that insecurity or I felt that, that quirky way once. Um, and with sadness or grief, rather, you, you sort of do the same. And they are kind of, you know, very very close together, I think, laughing and being sad. But <laughs> maybe that's just me. But the um, but I do think, yeah, there were lots of times after we lost Dad that we did find ourselves laughing. Like, we went into, we went to The Undertakers and it, they'd just done up The Undertakers. My mum was like, oh, it's just like a show home. And I thought, what show home would this be where they're playing Four A's Requiem in the background? And then, you know, we ended up going to, like, a, a cousin of my dad's funeral a few weeks after my dad's funeral and I sort of found that it was brought out the judgy little person that I am yeah. and I started comparing it and like their undertaker you know had a very bold stripe in his trousers a very brightly coloured waistcoat which combined with a walking cane and a top hat made him look like Willy Wonka but, but you say in the book that it also made you realise that you could have been a great undertaker well I thought that in, in various moments you know I like the idea of you know walking very solemnly but the trouble is I confuse it too much with the musical Oliver and um, like roll, roll your top hat down your arms, that kind of thing. Yes, that sort of thing. And and so I think I'd probably be a terrible undertaker because I'd be yeah. like showing off. I mean, but then you know this funeral we went to, and the blo- the the celebrant came out and made the sign of the cross in front of the coffin, and then somebody behind went, oh, you know, he's not even religious, not ordained or anything. He's just making that up. And I said, what do you mean making up? He said, well, he'll, for two hundred quid, he'll do anything. Oh my word, <laughs> showboating. Just a bit of you know, seen it somewhere. Do a bit of that and you know and we went into the crematorium and the first thing I saw was a sign that said what to do in the event of a fire and I thought well isn't that why we're all here <laughs> <laughs> well your, your dad Paul sounded like an amazing man what was he like he was he was an amazing man and he um, was very different to me I have this posh cursed with this posh voice so everyone assumes I'm from some sort of aristocracy of course but um, no my dad was a coach driver and my mum worked in the house of Fraser yeah. uh, army and navy nothing to do with the military <laughs> and um, and uh, she, so, very ordinary. My dad grew up in Penge. Well, actually, he would say, I wasn't Penge, I was Annalee, which he thought sounded better, but actually, I think sounded worse. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and so, it's from a very sort of normal London working class background, but with this voice. And so, my dad was always like, Oh, yeah, I know, I don't know where we got him from. <laughs> and so, I would, and, uh, you know, I would try and, as I got older, would try and like treat them. I took them to a hotel in, in Cornwall once and they hated it so much because it was so trendy and yeah. my dad couldn't understand why there, w- there wasn't a reception desk. There was just someone who just sort of drifted out and was like, <laughs> hi, how are you feeling? And I was like, what? <laughs> and I've got this amazing room with amazing view of the beach and the sea and it was r- so lovely and I walked into their room and they had the blinds closed and I, and I went, are you all right? I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to go to bed in a minute. It's a bit hot in here, a bit hot. I said, why didn't you open the windows? Oh, the sea is too loud. <laughs> it's like a motorway. <laughs> so they were difficult to please and I, I, at times. And I tried to f- frame the chapters around things my dad would say or I tried to punctuate the chapters with things my dad would say, um, which were often 
nice life lessons, but were often nonsense. <laughs> if they weren't obscene, they were nonsense things like, oh, it's cold enough for an handbag. <laughs> didn't mean anything, <laughs> but just the sort of nonsense it's, it's, at all. It's the little things you miss, though, isn't it? Like, you, you mentioned about, you know, the little things your dad would do for you. Yes. It's only when you see those things again. Like, for me, my, my dad will always check the, the water level and the tyres if we ever drive oh, down the sea in yes. Devon. So it's stuff like that, isn't it? Yeah, they love that, don't they, dads? Yeah, <laughs> they love that. My dad would come around and do the put the bins out for me on a Tuesday night. I'm like, oh, Dad, why are you doing that? I'm a grown-up. I can do that. And then you realise, like, actually, I, that was really helpful. Yeah. Now I have to do it myself. And you things like recycling day. I mean, cardboard recycling day. What? <laughs> it, it's such a stressful time because if you order an egg cup these days online, it arrives in, like, a wardrobe of cardboard. And they, as my dad would say, they won't take it like that. You've got to break it down. You've got to break it down. I'm like a rapper in the 90s. Break it down now. And um, so, you, you know, things like that he would do. Or he'd make me a bacon sandwich. And you kind of go, well, that was the nature of our relationship. And sometimes we would rub each other up the wrong way. But fundamentally, that that was it. Because you, you look at, like, certain films and, or, you know, like Hallmark films, or you look at Instagram pictures and everything seems so so sort of contained and so simple but actually I think a lot of us have relationships that are more complex than that yeah. and, and yep. I, that's what I try to represent in the book a bit that you know if I'd said to my dad I love your dad and hugged him he would have been get off me what are you doing oh, it probably would have you know brought on the heart attack <laughs> uh, he would have been so surprised so yeah. Talk about the front cover of the book, because um, oh, yeah. I had a you question about it. You can't judge a book by that. You know that. No, but I've got a question about it. Mm. I'm not going to judge it by it. Mm. Um, obviously, you lost your dad at a time when um, you'd got your, your first sort of, like, proper home. You, you you say in the book that you feel like, you know, you're becoming sort of like, you know, almost sort of adult, you know, all yes. that kind of thing. Yes. Um, and you, you, you look at... I'm assuming that this picture of you in a deck chair, but on this immaculate lawn... I've assumed here that this mm. this is your 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 new home because you say about how you've started to enjoy gardening. Well, I do love gardening, and looking after a lawn is very difficult. This is the thing, Tom. This, this is a gardening. For me, my this turned into a gardening challenge. Okay. My <laughs> lawn is like my fourth child. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, good for you. I absolutely love my lawn. I've given it an awesome treatment. I hope you've done yours. You must do that. You yeah, have of to. course. Yes, and it's scarify. You know, yeah, you've got to scarify. I'm, I'm just going to pop out and get the glass. Of <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think? But on the front cover of the book, Tom mm. Allen, too much out today. Um, just above Joe Brand's. Uh, review of the book yes. is uh, some cricket stumps. Yes. Now, sport is the evil of a good lawn. Are you into cricket? What's going on with those um, stumps? I inherited a lot of equipment from the previous owners <laughs> of the house. <laughs> right. Um, and there was more stuff in the garden when I moved in. There were things like um, a trampoline and a slide and a swing set, which basically wow. made my house look like a beef eater. <laughs> but the aristocrat in you then, I'm assuming, has decided to keep the stumps. Um, well, I just couldn't be bothered. And also, um, there's a sunken trampoline I've got as well. Which sunken I've, I, trampoline? I've, oh, yeah, the previous owners. Have you not got one? I don't even know what it is. Well, it's a trampoline that's dug in a hole. Wow. So you don't have it above the ground. It sounds it's, like a trap. But like it is a trap. The home number alone. Of, the number of burglars that I've <laughs> boinged into the neighbour's garden. <laughs> but, like, we, we had uh, the, another friend of the show, the brilliant Joe Lyser. Uh, he... he is a big gardener. Have you seen? Have you seen Joe's uh, garden? He's got the better patch. I actually encouraged him to start gardening, and uh -huh. he, when he got his garden, he doesn't mention this. But he, I said, <laughs> "Why don't you? Why don't you grow some sweet peas? Things like that. Start off small." He's had a wonderful time of it. Yeah. And now I've got my garden. Everyone's like, "Oh, Joe Lice, it's a gardener." I'm like, "Yes, I know he's a gardener." <laughs> <laughs> uh, and speaking um, of, of you know mm. uh, fr celebrity friends and so on, we had uh, so many celebrities. So many celebrity friends. So we, had, we had Rob Beckett, many, of course, and Josh Widdicombe on the course. show. You went to school with Rob. Everybody. 
everybody's obsessed with that. Yes. What, um, what was he like? Was he? I think well, he wasn't in the same year as me, but he was blonde, and that's. And he was like, "Oh, do you even remember me?" And I was like, "Yeah, of course, because you were bright blonde, and." <laughs> Teeth. um, (laughs) He was two years younger than me, but yeah, people love to talk. I constantly am asked about. But he, he, I imagine he looks exactly like he his his school photo. Yeah, he did actually look very similar. Yeah, yeah. I think he had he had more sort of amusing school photographs, whereas mine was sort of weird. Like he's got more of the sort of amusing, like kind of looking a bit goofy as a teenager photographs (laughs) that he puts on his Instagram. Whereas mine were all a bit more pompous than that (laughs) because I sort of thought I was. An emperor, <laughs> and that's sort of weirder to explain on a panel show. Whereas if you just got weird, if you just got an awful picture of you as a teenager, that's sort of funny. But you can't really explain to, you know, quickly to, you know, on 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 Lorraine why you're wearing a bowler hat. <laughs> but I was just a weird teen. I was a weird teenager. Uh, I mean, you're you're a very polite, very mild mannered chap. Uh, Joel Dunlop mm. said on the DNA journey, you're one of the genuine good guys out there, which oh, yeah. is a lovely thing to say. Uh, but nice. we're given that though, uh, Tom. What what little thing sends you wild with annoyance? Is there something that makes you lose your rag a little bit? Look, I'm sorry to say this on a radio station, but I don't like people playing music out loud. I do not like music on public transport. I don't because music is a very personal thing. That's what makes the world a wonderful place. We all have our things that we like. I don't. I was on the beach in Tenerife. And this Dutch family sat next to us and they, they just got out speakers as though we wanted to pretend we were in Ibiza or something, <laughs> in one of those places where they put four poster beds on the beach. And I was like, no, I, don't, I like to lie on the beach and listen to the waves and read my Hilary Mantel book. <laughs> and I don't want to hear, like, ns, ns, ns sounds. And they were, like, so proud of themselves that they'd done us all a favour. Yeah. And I was furious. And I realised how, you know, I find it difficult, any kind of confrontation, so I glared at them. They were also, what do you think about this as radio DJs? They were skipping tracks, like, mm, don't like that one skip on and I was like even I know in the car if I'm skipping tracks I'll, I'll turn the volume down skip the track and then play as though oh, I'm yeah. fading fade through. it back up again I'm fading back yeah a drop and drop and roll do you call that <laughs> this sounds like a medical condition we will now <laughs> but on the subject of that then I mean mm. obviously in the book we talk we, we talk a lot about your dad yes. but um, you, you you speak about your mum and this this fond memory of getting out of the house on a Sunday night uh, with Elton John blaring from the car radio what? as you're driving around the neighbourhood Yes. So, you know, if you have this irritation of the Mm. music you've just described, if you were now driving around the neighbourhoods, you know, reminiscing on those thoughts, Mm. what is pumping out of the Tom Allen sound system? Because what you've you've pointed out there is that, of course... um, I'm angry at other people's bad behaviour, but yes. I make an exception for myself. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that just how life works, isn't Tom? That what, like, isn't that the Absolutely. world? Isn't that the yeah. world? But I would have, at the moment, blasting out of my speakers, um, if if I was confident enough to drive um, around the local area, you get a lot of angry drivers. Um, <laughs> we have quite a lot of show tunes at the moment. Yeah. Oh, really? and, oh, yeah, a lot oh. of Stephen Sundown. Um, Sunday in the Park with George. You know, that's the thing. Oh, like, yeah. I could play that on a train or something, couldn't I? Like, wh- if everybody wants you know, finishing the hat, yeah. or you want, like, the opening number to company, I could blast that out of my phone. But don't, but don't you feel like it's been a breakdown, maybe since lockdown, pe- people seem a lot finer with, like, just having conversations with their phone on speakerphone, like they're in The Apprentice or yes, something. Yes, I don't so like that at all. What's happened to society? What has happened to society, yeah. It's madness. Gosh, it's very... <laughs> Doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> bit GB news. It's been a little bit. But um, I don't, yeah, I, d- I can't explain it, but yeah, I do think it's rude, because then, well, what if we all do it? Then they would be able to hear their conversation and I wouldn't be able to hear mine and well that's the end of it isn't it Anarchy. so 
Anarchy. That's anarchy. anarchy right there, that isn't is it? Anarchy. So I just think everybody, what I've learned in my book uh, and in life, I've moved, I thought oh, I hated suburbia. I actually really like suburbia. I like living in quiet boringness. I like sitting down. I just think the world would be a better place if everybody just sat down and shut up. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be a great special envoy to try and sort some of the world's problems <laughs> out. Maybe the UN could use you in that capacity. Yes, I think so, in a sort of like, kind of channeling a sort of Hattie Jakes in <laughs> when she was matron. Just sort of that kind of like, sit down, be quiet. <laughs> Stop messing around. And I think people probably would calm down. But I think the world does need more people like that, actually. Yeah, I agree. You know, like sort of... Um who am I thinking of? Penelope Keith. Yes. Time. You, zip it. <laughs> yeah, basically, all of that. <laughs> the, kind of, a lot of that. Those kind of, I mean, classic absolute radio references. <laughs> Penelope Keith, Patricia Routledge, <laughs> Betty Boothroyd. People like that to go around the world, tell people, sit down and shut up. <laughs> we speak of other things you'd be good at. I mean, we, we mentioned, obviously, The Apprentice there a few moments ago with, um, you know, speaking loudly on well, the that, phone. Yeah, they, they... You are the go-to host of the spin-off show, you know, with, well. with The Apprentice, uh, you know, your and the the bake off the extra slice yes, um, would you, would you excel also in a splinter I'm a celebrity show because that's that's the one that seems to have got you know missing your hat trick oh, really at the right. oh that would be fun wouldn't it and um, how will Sean get on as he goes in with Matt Hancock oh I don't yeah I don't know I don't know all these questions <laughs> I mean and they did have an after show but they you stopped making the one it I've never one. been on it um, but it would be quite nice to be flown out to Australia to yeah. do a, to do an yeah. after show wouldn't it um, I um, I don't know how they're going to I mean everybody's talking about Matt Hancock going in aren't they I think yeah. it's going to be interesting to see what happens. <laughs> I don't know. What, I mean... Could you eat a pig's anus, Tom? Look. <laughs> <laughs> we've all... We've all travelled. <laughs> and, um, look, that weekend in Berlin <laughs> was a very... Was a, was a real time for me. We'll leave um, that one there. I don't, yeah, so I don't, but I am intrigued to see it mm. um, play out. I, I don't know if it's... I don't know how it'll go. I mean, I don't know what he's going to... What Matt Hancock is yeah. expecting the reaction to be, but I don't think it's what he's expecting. <laughs> I don't... By the fact that he's doing it. So. Uh, well, one other thing that comes through in the book, most definitely, is the incredibly busy life that you lead, Tom. Mm. Oh, yes. Uh, I, you know, and if you look for your Instagram, you, you've got a lot of plates spinning there. Uh, mm. do, you have, are you, do you feel in control of the, of the Tom Allen juggernaut, if we can call it such? Um, I, I think I am. That's very kind of you to compare me to. Um, a jug- what is a juggernaut in real it's life? A big lorry. Is it a big truck? Thank you for comparing me to big fast lorry. <laughs> um, but I. Um, <laughs> like this program's on discovery. Um, <laughs> My dad actually used to, I think dad's like that around Christmas time to watch those programs about like transporting logs through Canada. Yes. Dad's love that, truckers. don't they? Ice road truckers. Ice road truckers, yes. yeah. yeah. Or how they build a ship. I'd always be finding dad <laughs> like watching a program about like, well, and they're quite American. They're like, well, we didn't know if the panels would fit them. And, like, they make it really dramatic, but you know it's not. You know, if it was made by a British channel, it'd be like, just quietly, we did it. That's <laughs> got it done. Like, um, they play really dramatic music. Join us after the break while the ship fit together. Obviously, it will do because otherwise you wouldn't have made this program um, so what are we talking about me as a truck am I in control do you know what I would love would be a butler actually talking yes. about that now yeah but I don't I don't see it happening um, but I do I do like the idea I think a butler would make me a bit more organised um, do people have like butlers and stuff these I days I don't think so it's not, not a thing anymore 75 years but um, 
But it would be quite nice, wouldn't it, to have somebody to open the door? I do, like, my mum my does sometimes do some of my ironing, uh, but um, that's not the same, is it? That's not really <laughs> the main I'm sure she'll be day. over the moon with that <laughs> parallel. Well, you look immaculate today, as ever. Oh, um, you're kind to say that. But you speak about your love for the garden. What would you say would be the scruffiest outfit that you would be happy to be seen out in? Well, you know what? Full revelation. I've got a bit older. I'm 39 now. And so I worry less about, um, about things sometimes. And yesterday I went to the supermarket wearing a jumper with a toothpaste stain on it. Oh, word. I really, I really kind of <laughs> hated myself, but sort of found it like a kind of, you know, like, you know, like when people try drag for the first time. <laughs> Pair of heels. Yeah, yeah. I felt like, oh, wow, this is fun. I can try on a different personality now. Um, so I felt like that. Yeah, I had stains on my jumper, shouting at people in the car park. It's lovely. It's well, really nice. Ramming my trolley <laughs> to the pavement. Yeah, it was brilliant. Well, listen, Thomas, brilliant to have you on the show it's uh, lovely to be here go buy the new book too much tom allen thank you so much real thrilled to be here thank you so much thank you very much this is the daily takeaway, daily takeaway.